east-southwest movement. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Boost Mobile. Everything you've always wanted in a mobile carrier. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs on ice or in line. By OxyPow. Our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Visit us at OxyPow.com. UNLV Hockey. ACHA D1 Hockey. World-class city. By M-Drive. Take our short quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which M-Drive fits your lifestyle. Buy summer skates. Show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the summer skates banner. Buy Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for great taste and great value. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the location near you. And by the University of Arizona Wildcats. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, club, club hockey fans, ACHA hockey fans as it may be. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. And my familiar co-host, Stephen Marsh. Is on vacation. What vacation? How does that happen? Anyway, uh, my good co-host friend from uh, Sunday and Tuesday has agreed to step in and fill in for Stephen while he suns himself out on Long Beach in California. So, Paul Hornstein, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, it still pains me to to, to hear my voice <laughs> echo those words. <laughs> What's that? Vacation? No, not vacation. <laughs> Uh, you heard in the billboard. I have to say him later, and it's it. I don't, uh, Coach Berman. I love you, uh, and, and, and 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 I know that uh, he's a good friend of the program. But I, it just kills me. And, and, and there are other circumstances where they would be forcing me to drink after I said that. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Well, we know we know what you're talking about. An ASU alum <laughs> is an ASU alum. And uh, that's never going to change. Uh, we've got an ASU alum on tonight, by the way. So I figured you were a great step-in, fill-in, guest, co-host, whatever I want to call you, I guess, tonight. So uh, your, chance, your chance to talk club hockey, ACHA hockey, which you don't get to do a whole lot, not on the air anyway. We talk about it off the air. But here's your chance. So where do you want to start, Lindenwood? Well, yeah, I was just waiting for their <laughs> schedule to come out. Okay, okay. Uh, but before we get to that, I just wanted to really? say we've got a great guest tonight. Uh, we've got the head coach of the ASU women's hockey team, Lindsay Ellis, Ellis joining us in just a few minutes. And it's which, by the way, great, it's which, great by to the talk way, about her program. Okay. Go well, what, like I was going to say, which is uh, honestly the biggest reason that uh, I, I cleared the schedule. Uh, I've never gotten a chance to speak to the coach, and uh, you know me, I'll support all things Sun Devils, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited to, uh, to, to get a chance to, 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 to throw a few questions to the coach, uh, so I was very excited when you asked me. Okay, well, there you go. We already know the excitement level is building. There's a schedule to talk about. There's some uh, prospect camp that uh, really recently. Wow, my mouth is not working very well. English tonight. is not your clearly not your first <laughs> language, right? You want me to speak Spanish for you? That's probably do it better. Oh, could you, yeah, because you can't do worse. <laughs> okay, so we have a schedule to talk about, a prospect camp to talk about, a uh, youth camp that just concluded. We've got new players. We've got all kinds of stuff to talk about when we bring Coach on here in just a few minutes. Before we get to that, though, as I said, this is club hockey. This is ACHA hockey. This is pay-to-play hockey. And, man, oh, man, Paul, uh, I give uh, shout-outs every week on this show about all the teams that stayed relevant for the past 18, 20 months that we dealt with a worldwide pandemic because if there was a group of people that worked harder, I'd like to know who they were because ACHA coaches 
uh, and players and boosters. They stuck with it. They hung in there. They uh, promoted their product as best they could uh, under the circumstances. And those who stayed relevant, and I said this to Stephen last week, I said those who stay relevant are going to reap the benefits. You and I talked about it at the NCAA level, and uh, one of those programs is the Arizona State Women's Program. That schedule that they have, uh, uh, and we're not going to get into it until we get Lindsay on, but um, that schedule is top-notch. I mean, that, that's the makings of uh, a, a team that wants to compete and win a national championship. Oh, well, listen, uh, you, you look at it and you see how far this, this program has come. Uh, even uh, having to deal with the pandemic year. Okay. Um, you know, they're coming off, you know, every year they've gotten better and better and better. And who knows what would have happened two years ago had they actually been able to fill out and finish out and play out the season. Yeah, that is a fact. No doubt about it. Um, In addition to that, that the men's side of things, uh, I think, as I mentioned before as well, the Western Collegiate Hockey League of which Arizona State, Arizona, Grand Canyon, UNLV, Utah, uh, Missouri State, Oklahoma, Central Oklahoma, Colorado, Colorado State, just get on the list. Those are some very, very quality um, programs that are going to be competing head-to-head. And uh, it's going to do two things, Paul. It's going to determine who the real champion is in WCHL hockey because when you get through this gauntlet, you've earned it. Oh, there's no doubt. And then secondly, though, it's going to, I believe anyway, provide a better atmosphere for that team or those teams that, that move on to the national tournament who, of course, Coach Powers tells us every time we'll, uh, we'll ask or listen uh, that uh, the ACHA National Tournament is the hardest to win. you got to play all those games in a short period of time. You have Against to play quality what is it? opponents. <laughs> what is it? You have to play four games in five days, right? That's what it is. There's, there's a reason they don't make NHL players play that much. Right, right. At and, least not normally. I mean, they might do it in years where the Olympics are on and they shut down the league for two weeks. But, but in general... You're not doing that. No, and you know, Paul, I was there, as you know, uh, in St. Louis this year, saw every game that was played. And by the end of that championship game, those players, those coaches, those fans, they were exhausted. They left everything they had in the bleachers, on the ice, on the bench, wherever it was, because it's not an easy task, as you mentioned, to do that. And uh, when you win, man, that's something to be proud of. And, and Adrian College won the men's tournament, and uh, they're boasting about their beautiful rings they got now. And um, yeah, it, saw it's that. a big deal. It's a big deal. Well, yeah, and it's not like um, they went into that tournament this year. Um, they were playing teams that are nor- – they played basically – uh, may, I don't. I don't remember the first round, but for the most part, I think the other three games, they beat teams that are normally in the top ten yeah. in the ACHA. So they, they they didn't get a free pass. No, absolutely not. And that's what happens in this tournament when you get to the last three games of it. Uh, it's as quality as quality gets. I mean, it uh, they weed out the the lesser opponents through the tournament, which is what it's designed to do, and um, you know depth quality of play, concentration, and focus, they uh, stamina, they all come into play to win an ACHA championship. And it, it's no different on the women's side of things. It may not have the numbers, but the quality is still there. And uh, the women's programs are getting better and better right here in, uh, in Arizona. We've got two really solid programs, and they become really uh, good rivals in every game that they face off against each other. And I'm talking about Arizona State and Grand Canyon. Um, it is a battle, and I know Coach uh, Ellis is going to tell us about some of those battles as well and about that schedule coming up because when they get through their scrimmages uh, October 8th and 9th, they're going to open at home against Grand Canyon. So I let that out right now. So um, that, that'll be something to talk about as well. Um, back on the, uh, the men's side of things, uh, a lot of the teams are doing fundraising stuff right now, and I know the women do the same, but uh, UNLV and Utah, I know, are having golf tournaments um, later this month. 
I'm hoping to be at both of them. We'll see. Um, UNLV on the 20 or uh, Utah on the 21st. And I believe UNLV on the 28th. If that's uh, something to, that I've got correct, I'd have to double you check. Might write, maybe what write it down. Yeah. What? Write yeah, something just, down. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> what fun would that be? If I can't wing stuff, be Paul, boring. It just well, doesn't listen, work. Right? I, I, I can't, I can't, I, I can't get on you for that because Lord knows that's what I do usually two hours a week <laughs> on these podcasts as I wing it. Uh, I, I hear you, but you wing it with good stuff. I mean, you brought it again last night. Uh, we had some really good topics and I've already gotten some feedback today from people that listened and said, wow, that was a lot of fun. Um, you think that's fun. Wait till we have guests on. That's really good. <laughs> wow. You know, listen, the best part about the guests is that's less time they have to listen to you and I talk. Absolutely. Okay. So, so tell me this here, here's your little test on, on, uh, ACHA hockey before we get going. Right. Um, ACHA hockey, pay to play. Um, right. So, so those players, they're not really, really hockey players, right? They're just, they're just kind of students that want to pass the time. Uh, tell that to them. <laughs> uh, you pass the test. You pass the test. I, I always mean, throw that out there because seriously? they play for real. Listen, first of all, okay, and we say this all the time, there's not enough lockers at the varsity level. And, you know, there are plenty of ACHA D1 teams that can play on an even par with division NCAA Division three teams. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. I mean, I don't want to sit here and, 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 and we know what happened at Penn State. We know what happened at ASU. And, 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 and let's face it, as much as we think that that's probably – that 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 can happen more often. Note that those were the exceptions to the rule. Being able to play at that level, okay, where Penn State beat some D one teams the year before they jumped, and ASU beat Penn State in the year before they jumped. That doesn't happen that often. No, but, it does not. It does not. But it, there is but the no question is there. If if there's a right uh, a will. If you want to do it, the blueprint is there. Right, but there's no question that uh, the top-notch ACHA Division One teams can play on a level playing field with a lot well, of we're teams. We're going to find out on the women's side of thing tonight too when when Coach Ellis gets into her schedule. Another surprise for you. So let's take a quick break. Let's come okay. back and let's talk to the head coach of the Arizona State Women's Sun Devils. In uh, about two minutes, we'll be right back. Cool. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Hi everybody, this is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. I 
I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. You're listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight, where it's only a little over 114, 115 today, something like that. Um, My co-host is on vacation, Stephen Marsh, taking a little time off uh, to do a little relaxing in California. So I called in a Sun Devil. I brought in my co-host from Sunday and Tuesday, Paul Hornstein, joining us. And, Coach, um, you've got another Sun Devil to battle me tonight. So, Head Coach Lindsay Ellis joining us. you got Scott and Paul with you tonight. How are you? I am doing well. How are you two? Oh, we're doing great, Coach. How are you doing? I am doing very well. Excellent. You know, Lin- Lindsay, Paul just about jumped from Long Island to, to Tempe when I asked him if he could come on and help me tonight on the co-host because he's dying to talk to you and find out about your program. I don't know that there's a bigger Sun Devil alum out there, and I don't know that there's one that really loves your program more than Paul Hornstein. So uh, glad he could join us. But um, things have been really, really busy for you, haven't they? Absolutely. We've had so much going on after – a canceled year we've kind of hopped right back into it right when we got the green light from the university so it's been definitely a busy few weeks here for us okay i gotta throw this in there before paul starts jumping in because i know he's got questions all over the place but you've probably heard me say this coach i've uh i've used the word relevancy uh, especially for our acha programs because when you're off for 18 20 months whatever it is if you don't stay relevant for your fan base and your players and future players, you're going to be in a world of hurt when things get back to quote unquote normal. So kudos to you and your team for uh, continuing to stay out there in the spotlight and and stay relevant. And by the looks of your schedule, you are very relevant going into the 21, 22 season. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, we are very excited to play Um, such a tough schedule, but little nerve wracking to know that we haven't played a game since February of 2020. Have you guys talked about that coach? I mean, I know that, um, you know, time marches on and uh, you no longer have any of your original team players that are going to be on the bench in uniform. I know one of your former players is an assistant coach, but um, is it going to be weird to, to kind of have nobody from that original team on the bench? And have you guys talked about that at all? We've talked about it a little. I think it's um, a little bittersweet that we're out of our building years. And those original girls definitely helped us so much to get to where we are now. But I think now that we are out of those building years and we have such a strong schedule and now such a strong team with so many new players, we have more new players than returners for this year. So um, I think just kind of going forward, it's, we have to take it head on and start where we can. And we've, we've done a summer training program in terms of off ice training and mental performance training. So I think they're going to be ready. They're all very, very excited to get back together. So I think once they're back here in a few weeks, everything's just going to be, you know, full steam ahead. Uh, Lindsay, you and I talked uh, way back when, when you were just starting this program, and um, the growth has been phenomenal. I know that you had a roadmap, and I know Coach Powers uh, has helped you along the way as well, but uh, be honest with us. Did you really think you were going to be in this position this quick? (laughs) I don't know if I thought it was going to happen this quick, but, you know, we've always stuck with you know, our values and our goals from the very beginning before we even had one player sign with us, we've always had the same, same things going on. And, 
we finally got to the point where people are understanding this is what our team is about. And, you know, these are the type of players we're recruiting. So um, I guess it's been good not to waver from those goals. Um, for those of us that have not had a chance to understand it, um, you went through that first year, like a dozen players. Not even. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, just for those of us who are uninitiated uh, and haven't followed things that, just tell people listening what that was like to go through as a coach. I can only imagine what it was like to go through as a player. I've been through it a little bit as a coach, but not for a whole season like you guys had to do. Yeah, I think um, coming into it, myself and Coach Gibber, we came from inaugural programs and we were both successful by the time we were seniors. So we kind of had, we were riding on this high from when we were players and kind of forgot that the first few years are way tougher than we remembered. Um, so once we did get to the coaching side in our very first year we had 10 skaters and one goalie we just had to cross our fingers every single game that our goaltender would not get hurt um and I remember playing our first game we were in Boulder we played University of Colorado and I remember at the end of the third period I was like hmm okay I think we have some work to do here <laughs> so I mean, obviously, coming from that moment, I'll never forget that ever. I'll never forget that game. But um, we've come so far within – I mean, we've only played four seasons on the ice since last year got canceled. So our last game was a conference championship game. So to come that far in four years is pretty crazy. Okay, so you go from that to where you are now. Okay? You had that team of 10 players and a goalie. How many girl uh, women – I'm sorry – um, do you have coming out for the team now in whatever forms that that between recruiting and prospect camps? Yeah. So our roster this year will hold, uh, 26 girls, which is the most number of players we've had on the team. So we will have scratches for games. Again, this is something that's new for us, but to look back definitely, um, will be, depth in our roster and be able to have fresh legs every game. Have you seen the fact that that number of players will be on your roster, uh, bring up everybody's intensity during the off season? Absolutely. I mean, this with the group that we have now going into next year, they, they know what our goals are. They know what they're coming here to do. I mean, they're happy to represent ASU and, um, they don't want to be anywhere but here competing for this school. So I think it's good to have this group and um, they know what's at stake in terms of what they do for the past year and a half through the COVID year is going to determine a lot of their playing time and where we go as a team. So obviously it's a lot going on with such a strange year behind us, but um, they do know what's at stake in terms of their expectations. Okay, so speaking of where you're going to go, uh, and when I look at that schedule, and let's just kind of walk through that, if you will, Coach, and, and uh, tell us a little bit about each one of those, if you can. Um, obviously, you're going to have your scrimmage first, uh, 24th and 25th of September against the Junior Sun Devils, which is always, I know, a fun time for them and for your girls to compete against them. But then things get going for real. October 8th and 9th, you get a homestand against Grand Canyon. Your thoughts on that one first? Yeah, we usually don't have a home game until November, December. We are such a travel-heavy team. So I'm excited that, you know, we're finally having these teams start right away. So obviously, GCU is not too far away, but we're able to open up against them right away. And um, a few weeks after that, we go to Colorado. And I know people like to say GCU is our rival, but University of Colorado really is our conference rival they're the team that we want to beat. They're the team that beat us in the conference final, and that's who we want to beat this year. Um, they're constantly a top team in the Western League for us, so um, that's definitely on our radar in terms of who to beat. Um, yeah, and then after that, we go to Missouri, and we'll be playing Lindenwood, which was in the national championship game last year. They were the runner-ups, so that'll be a true testament to our compete level for this year. 
and then Maryville as well. They're a new newer program. This will be their second year. Their first year was during COVID, so a little bit of a weird first year. But yeah, um, coach, coach with Maryville too, they had a chance to go to the national tournament um, just because they were able to play some games. But uh, how would that affect? Uh, a team, if you, like, say you had been in that position in your first year or two, uh, and you'd gotten an opportunity to go to the national tournament, is that something that's going to be a big building block for them? Do you think? Um, I think so. There's actually uh, during your first year, you're actually ineligible to go to nationals. So I think it was great for them to be able to get this year under their belt. A lot of the teams that were able to play during COVID were the top teams in women's division one anyways. So they got to see it and kind of have a year of building um, without really a consequence. So they kind of came in right at the right time and now they get to build upon it and now are eligible to compete for nationals this upcoming season. Coach, uh, before you came on, we talked about how the ACHA tournament is very tough to win because of the compact and dense schedule. Uh, I don't know if this is a norm. I, I assume it might be because of finances. Um, you guys are playing four games in three days when you guys yes. make that trip to Colorado. <laughs> um, yep. Have you? Is that the norm? And if it's not, have you and your uh, coaching staff discussed how you're going to approach that? I know it's early, but it's not that early because we're already into August. Yeah. So typically that weekend in Colorado, we've always played four games in three days. It's not ideal in any sense at all. Um, but unfortunately that's just the lay of the land when we don't have the finances to spread that across five days. So, um, unfortunately that's just kind of how we have to have to do it. And we've always done it that way. So our returners definitely know what it's like. Um, and our new players are about to see what it's like very, very quickly. <laughs> Okay, so you get done with the showcase. You end uh, that on Halloween night against our Halloween day, whatever it may be, against Lindenwood. And then you got a new opponent coming to Tempe, don't you? Air Force. Yeah, so Air Force will be a first-year program this year. Um, so we're excited to play them, and I think it's great to have another Western team, and we're growing the Western Conference you know, one year at a time. So we're excited to have them join the league and be able to come to Arizona. And then you follow that up with a trip all the way across the country to Liberty, which uh, men's or women's, it doesn't matter. Liberty University is a good program either way. Yes. So they are actually the national reigning national champs. Um, so they've won multiple, multiple times. Um, so we're really excited to play them again. Lindenwood will be a true testament, obviously, but Liberty's really the star on our schedule in terms of who to beat and, to see if we can actually compete against them. Obviously, we've never had a schedule this tough before in terms of in terms of ranked programs. Um, so the girls know that you know it's not we're not messing around anymore, and we're excited definitely to go to Liberty. Okay, then you come back. You have Grand Canyon again. Uh, you're playing over at AZ Ice Arcadia, so their home games. We'll get into that later. Um, but then there's a big one coming up in January, and I told Paul about this in the beginning. Uh, St. Kate's, the uh, NCAA Division Three school, coming to Tempe, Arizona. How did you pull that off? Yeah, so we've actually always said that we wanted to play a Division Three program by our fifth year. So we actually had it on our schedule last year. COVID happened. It got canceled. Um, they actually reached out to us first. So we were going to um, add it on to a trip that we originally had last year. Um, but now this St. Kate's ended up reaching out to me and obviously I said, yes. So we're really excited to play them. Um, obviously it doesn't count in terms of rankings or anything, but that'll be very, very cool in order to play an NCAA team. And I guess it's the talk of the town up there because we have another <laughs> division three opponent coming in January of 2023 already on the books. How on earth did you manage to get a team from Minnesota to come to Tempe in January? That is shocking, Coach. I know. It's really hard to do. 
Okay, so you get done with St. Kate's, and then uh, you got UMass, another uh, team making a trip out here in January. And as Paul can uh, attest to, uh, the weather's not the greatest on the East Coast in January either. <laughs> nope, it is not. Um, <laughs> UMass is another team we haven't played before. They are also typically in the top 10. So, again, this is another team that we are very excited to play. Coach, as – players are always excited to play um, as, as you brought up these last couple of games, teams you haven't played before. Uh, I don't know if it's just me, but I always, as a coach, whatever sport that I was coaching, uh, we loved playing teams we've never played before because it always made it more interesting because it's one thing to have an idea. It's another thing to see it with your eyes. Do, do you guys feel the same way? Yeah, definitely. I think it's, um, you know, people were around the league were starting to notice that we were becoming a competitive team. Um, and now that we do have these teams on our schedule and teams are willing to travel to us and be able to set up these trips, um, you know, I think people are starting to take notice of that. So that creates excitement. You know, people around the league want to play us. They want to compete against us. So I think that just makes that excitement level higher and higher for the girls. And Lindsay, you know, we talked to Coach Powers, and uh, one of the things that he was most proud of was the fact that he's got a 36-game schedule as an independent in NCAA hockey, and 20 of those games are going to be played right at Oceanside. And, you know, the hashtag is out there, right? It's the last ride at Oceanside. So how excited are you guys to have the last ride? Yeah, I think it's exciting. I think it's another bittersweet moment. Oceanside really is home to us. I know – you know, people come in and expect ASU, such a big name, to have this insane facility. So sometimes when they walk into Oceanside, they're like, what's happening? So, um, <laughs> you know, it is home to us, though. So definitely not taking anything for granted and able being able to play there. Okay, and then uh, you, you end up the season, the regular season, on a trip to Utah. And uh, Utah continues to get better and better, too, don't they? Yeah, definitely. I think it's um, interesting to watch our league, the Western Women's Collegiate Hockey League. Most of the teams um, were actually one of the older teams, which is weird to think of. Um, but the majority of the teams in the Western League are new. Um, so every single year it gets better. Obviously, we have a lot of room to grow in order to be one of the top leagues um, because we aren't one right now, unfortunately. But Every single year, each team is working so, so hard in order to get better and be able to bring up their compete levels. And then we're off to the WWCHL playoffs, which you are hosting, which is going to be exciting as well. And then uh, a month after that, it's the ACHA um, Women's Division One National Championships in St. Louis. So um, if I ask you right now where you at, where your team is at, um, what, what do you need to do? To, to not only win the w, WCHL, but also advance to that national tournament? I think right now it's just being able to prove ourselves within, um, you know, those non-conference games that we have on our schedule this year. Our goal is to win the WWCHL championship this year, which is absolutely doable with where we were beforehand to where we are now. So that's our goal. And then obviously to be competitive against those non-conference games. Okay. So the prospect camp hap happened a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things that caught my eye was one of your current players, uh, did a little something unusual South of the Valley, if you will, jumping out of an airplane at 10,000 feet or something like that. So how was that? <laughs> I actually, I'm, I got confused because she was all excited <laughs> when she walked in. Um, but Grace had posted it, um, our new media director, and I didn't see it because I was so busy running around the rink and checking girls in. You're probably better and, off. <laughs> yeah, and she ran in, and I was like, oh, my gosh, don't tell me that. <laughs> That's, I mean, you're better off not knowing. Okay, so so then you go through the prospect camp. Tell us what you got out of that in, in terms of maybe um, some new new looks at players or future players. Yeah, so this year was definitely the most skill we've ever had at our prospect camp before. 
Um, this is the fifth time we've ever been able to host it. We had girls from 12 different states and Canada fly in for it. So it was a great weekend, a lot of fun for the girls. Um, and, you know, just being able to see them in terms of um, the kind of practices that we, we run here at ASU and then, you know, being able to play in scrimmages against each other. So it was a great weekend in terms of us being able to evaluate girls and keep girls on our radar in terms of their next few years in development. Um, and then we actually signed one girl that weekend, uh, Maddie Platson. Um, she's, she'll actually be a sophomore at ASU because of COVID. It, you know, that's just the way it is. So she'll be coming in as a sophomore, but um, yeah, so that we did add her to our roster. So it is, it was a very exciting weekend and a lot going on. Now, coach, this is all new to me. So I, these are the questions that come into my head. Is that the norm to get players for the upcoming season? Not, not necessarily all, uh, every, a lot of players, but one or two players out of these prospect camps to play in that upcoming season or is this normally a look at at women uh, one or two years out, or maybe even more? Yeah, it's it's typically looking at girls one or two years out. That's definitely not typical for a girl to come, um, you know, entering their first year of collegiate eligibility. Um, obviously, she was a gem that we found, so we're excited for that. But definitely, that's not the norm in terms of our recruiting. Okay, and playing in the fog is, doesn't seem like that's the norm either. <laughs> no, it's the one weekend <laughs> that girls come to Arizona for sunshine. It was raining all weekend. Well, I, and and I saw pictures on 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 the Twitter feed that you guys got fog inside the rink, or did I misread that? Yes, there was a fog inside the <laughs> rink, but we made it work. Listen, it's happened in the NHL, so it it, it you know it can happen. Anywhere, so don't. Uh, I just found that that's a, there was playoff games that got played in the fog, and that's and that's what came to my head right away. And I'm like, oh, that's just like the NHL. So you guys are good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so so then you follow it up with your youth camps, and another thing in in regards to relevancy, that's one of the things that that I love most about your program, Coach, is that uh, you give back to the community so much, whether it's a youth level or a special jersey night. So. Um, we're not going to let you go without uh, talking a little bit about how important that is to the success of your program. Yeah, I think it's a weekend that, um, you know, unfortunately we only have a few girls here in Arizona um, that we're able to help out, but um, it really is a weekend that kind of humbles us and brings us down to earth. Um, and girls hockey on the West coast is really just getting started. So there's so much room to grow and for them to be able to see, you know, right in their backyard, Hey, there's college hockey out there. You can go here and beyond. Um, so to be able to kind of show that to them early is really humbling for all of us that are able to, you know, be a part of it. Okay. And what's coming up theme night wise, you guys have that all scheduled out as well, what you're going to do. Not yet. We'll be able to announce that soon, but unfortunately with COVID everything's a little bit delayed this year <laughs> uh yeah i hear you i hear you at, as well as that okay so um final thing for me is uh give us a little rundown about that uh roster you have this year you talked about 26 players where does the strength gonna lie and, and where do you think you're gonna have to improve during the season to get that ultimate goal yeah so we have 16 from our last game in um February of 2020, we have 16 new players, all new goaltenders, and we have 10 returning players. So the majority of our team is new. Um, so we struggled a bit in the past in terms of being able to get scoring opportunities from our offensemen. So we really have a strong defensive core, new goalies back there. So we're really excited in terms of now we have all these offensive players. So we've really, really rounded out the depth in our roster. And I think that was kind of the missing component in terms with, in terms of competing with people. So um, I am really excited to be able to get back for games and, you know, see if we can pull this off with our new depth. Okay. My, I guess I lied to you. I have one final question. There's a brand new building coming up right on campus and, um, I don't know if the word's been out yet officially or if you know officially, but is that going to be your new home as well uh, when it's all said and done? Unfortunately, I don't really know any information about it yet. 
but you obviously know where it is, and that's obviously going to help yes. <laughs> uh, everything to tell people that there is a new rink on campus. And um, so I, I got to ask you this. You, you follow Coach Powers really well and, and what he does. Were you surprised at all when he uh, got a few NHL draft picks on his roster this year? No, I wasn't. I mean, obviously, he's done a really good job in terms of growing that program. Um, but it's definitely not surprising at all that they've been able to get draft picks. Okay. Never let you uh, leave the show without uh, promoting the program. So tell people how they can get involved with uh, Arizona State women's hockey and, uh, you know, get merchandise and all that good stuff and and uh, be involved. Yeah, we have more home games than ever this year. So we have our schedule already posted. All those home games are played at Oceanside Ice Arena. Every time you come out, you're supporting us. So we definitely appreciate any fan that's ever there for us. Um, and then our website, asuwomenshockey.com, we do have apparel for sale. Um, and you're able to make donations as well. So we are a player-funded program. So we go as far as the money goes. <laughs> Well, that, that sky is going to be the limit. I can see that because uh, if anybody doesn't want to support this program, there's something wrong with you. Uh, uh, congratulations on everything and all the success you've had so far. And let's see you in a national tournament, okay? Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> all Coach, right. I really I do appreciate this, by the way. The... I, think, I don't know if Scott got I'm sorry I broke up. The head coach of Arizona State Women's Hockey a up-and-coming program that uh, has survived and thrived through the pandemic. Paul, as I, as I always do, I want to have a guest on. I have my uh, co-host uh, break it down for me. What did you hear from Coach Ellis tonight? Well, uh, if she's still listening, uh, and, and I think she's still on, Coach, first of all, thank you. Thank you very much for coming on the program. Uh, I really am genuinely excited. Uh, to have you on and have a chance to speak to you. Uh, hopefully one day I'll get to do it in person and not uh, over the internet. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I'm ready to go. I mean, let's go. Let's, 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 let, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm gonna, I'll write letters, make sure they're playing in that new building. I'll make sure that, <laughs> um, uh, you know, we're going to, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just as pumped up for for the coach's season well maybe not as much as she and the players are because that would just i don't know I mean, <laughs> that but, wouldn't be right would it? <laughs> i don't know if that would be right that would you know i i better not be the most pumped up one for it um uh but I, i'm ready to go the, the, the puck can't drop soon enough uh and you know it's going to be uh, a chance for everybody to show and Women's hockey is growing faster than men's hockey. Yes, I, it is. I think that's still the case, right, Coach? <laughs> yes, it is, definitely. Um, and, you know, programs like yours is, is a big reason why. And I don't think that gets pushed enough. I, I don't think people understand that enough. Uh, the, the, the fact of the matter is, and you say that it's – uh, you know, it's 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 just starting to go on the West Coast. Well, that would almost be the natural order of things. And you got girls and women coming in from from everywhere. I mean, your recruits this year are coming in from the quote unquote normal places like Minnesota and North Dakota. And you also have a girl coming in from Texas. Yep, we kind of pull them from all over. But um, you know, I said it at our prospect camp we are very much an all-inclusive north american team um so we have girls from everywhere and you know we're ready to compete okay i have to get one more in as long as we still got you coach um how how important was that that new rink in mesa the kachina's rink how important was that for your program in addition to hockey for women yeah, I think it's really important in terms of um, girls developmental hockey here in the Valley. Um, you know, in the past, it was always you have to play boys hockey in order to, to develop. And that's kind of the path that I went on just because I never had that opportunity to play girls hockey from when I learned to skate. So um, it is really great to be able to see that in terms of developing within that 
you know, girls hockey camaraderie community. So, you know, I'm excited for five, 10, 15 years down the road when, you know, there's a AAA U19 team and all of them are committing to top colleges around the country. So obviously there's a lot, a lot of work to be done until that point. And there's a lot of people putting in that work. Um, but we still have a ways to go in order to reach that, like, you know, Minnesota hockey or things or places like that. But there's definitely the program in place and people in place now to make that happen. Well, you're on a great track to doing it. Let's hope that you're the first NCAA Division One women's hockey program in the West, and let's hope it's sooner rather than later. <laughs> Fingers that, crossed. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if the coach can – politically answer that question but uh I, i'm there you have a lot of alumni that are down for that too i promise it's good to hear all right we're going to take another quick break we'll come back and wrap up another episode of club hockey southwest weekly thanks again coach ellis we appreciate your time thanks coach. thank you At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S., Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Your hometown hockey team, your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions, your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. You're listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from a toasty Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. And my special co-host joining me on Club Hockey. And, uh, wow, we appreciate uh, Paul taking another night and coming on. So, Paul Hornstein, thanks again for uh, stepping in while uh, Stephen is on a little vacation. Um, just your thoughts on the coach. I know she was still on and you didn't really have a chance to, uh, to say, uh, maybe everything you want to say, because it's hard when you, uh, when you, no, got no, no, I listen, there is, listen, I had, I, I got to say everything I, I, I wanted to say. Um, you know, I, I think, and I, I know she said fingers crossed, okay? but I have heard various interviews with the athletic director. And he's been asked before what sports he would add if he had a chance to, or what would be the most obvious ones to add. Okay. And the first one he mentioned was women's hockey is a varsity sport. And we know that the president of the university, Michael Crow, he likes to do things like that. He wants to, he wants to be the guy that that turns the switch on he wants to be the guy that says um yeah we are number one in innovation okay that is well within his 
uh, his style and mindset. Now, is the president of the university thinking about this? Oh, I'm sure occasionally it comes up. But like I said, when you hear the athletic director, who is the more uh, immediate uh, person to, to, to answer that question, um, that's one of the first responses he gives. And, you know, the fact that I don't know if you got your videotape today or not uh, from the sixth floor. It's going to be tomorrow. I was tied up today, uh, and I, my apologies. It's going to be tomorrow. <sighs> really? I got to wait another day now? <laughs> yeah, I had more important things on my plate today, unfortunately. Why? You go to the doctors again? I mean, come on. What's more important than my <laughs> oh. satisfaction? <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it's Like I said, it's usually the first thing he brings up. And yeah. you know what they're going to have in another year or so that is usually the biggest hurdle to get over to adding a hockey program? A building. Yep. And, you know, once again, you know, once that's done, then anything's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, that's, that's if I future. read it correctly... Yeah. Well, okay. If it's for the future, we we can leave. No, go, I, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say. You I read mean, it correctly. If I read it correctly, I I thought I saw in some of the stories that were written around the time that the building got final approval, is that the club teams were going to at least play some games in that building. Yeah, I, I haven't heard officially, so I'm not even going to go out on that limb. I think I went far enough tonight. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I yeah, I would put Lindsay on the spot. I, you know, I debated whether or not to ask that question. Well, I, I mean, head. I had to. I had to ask because when you when you have a program in Tempe, Arizona, and there's a brand new hockey arena going up on campus, I think it's fair to ask how excited your 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 players are, whether they actually get to play in there or not. That's another thing, but just the fact that it's on campus and you know it's going to be there. So, uh, okay, off that topic for a minute, here's what okay. I took away. Number one, uh, I thought it was interesting that, that she said, you know, I think our real uh, rival is Colorado because they're the ones that knocked us out. Um, that, that's somebody that's focused on winning a national championship, not just beating uh, another team in your community. So kudos well, to her for that one. You can't be a rival if you really haven't played yet. Yeah, well, I mean, they played Grand Canyon a ton. Um, that's who they played for the last three years. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, it it's a rival, but I know that she uh, is right now got her eyes focused on the team that eliminated her team from yeah, getting well. the chance to go to the national tournament. So kudos on that. The other thing is I didn't get a sense of anything. Um, afraid is not the right word, but um, she's bringing her, teams to, her team to play – Big time schools going to Lindenwood, playing them twice in a yep. weekend in yep. October. Yep. Um, going to Liberty, the defending national champions yep. in uh, in November. Um, bringing in a Division three team like St. Kate's right here to play. Bringing UMass and uh, you know all of those things. That that's a that's a coach that's confident in her product, and she's also uh, knows what she has to do to get that ultimate goal, which is that um, women's D1 national championship. Hey, uh, I've said it about uh, other teams before. And, you know, you know, Bobby Bowden, when he took over at Florida State, the legendary Bobby Bowden, um, he, ba he basically said that in order for us to get where we want to do to be, we have to be, and we are willing to play anybody, anywhere, anytime. And that's they did. And they built a national power football program that way. And, you know, that translates to other sports. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do want to throw out a couple of little tidbits. I don't know if you had a chance to look at any ACHA uh, news going on around the uh, around the league, but um, the uh, Missouri State Ice Bears made an addition to their uh, coaching staff, and I think it's a good one, especially for players that have been around and are thinking about uh, coming to Missouri State because the new assistant coach is Josh Bell. 
a former captain um, uh, of the Ice Bears. And uh, for Josh to come on and, and bring in not only that young, vibrant blood, uh, sorry, coaches, <laughs> I didn't mean to say that out loud for you, Coach. Coach. Yes, you did. <laughs> but anyway, um, that that's exciting, and that that really tells you uh, when a young a young man wants to end his playing career and then come out and be a, a cat, uh, coach uh, for the same program that he was at. That tells you something. Uh, I told you earlier, Paul, that that um, the uh, the conference, the Western Collegiate Hockey League, is going to be one of the best, I believe in all of ACHA D1, and it's, um, what, 43 days and counting as I look at their countdown for, for Missouri State. We know Arizona just put their schedule out. They've got some big-time games, including one up at Prescott Valley where they'll play Grand Canyon in uh, Catfish's Barn, as I like to say, December right. 11th. So that's pretty cool. Um, U of A is also going to open the season um, in Utah, so that'll be a lot of fun. There'll be an NHL exhibition game the night before, so I'm guessing they're going to get up there a little early to be able to see the Vegas Golden Knights and the LA Kings. And UNLV, let's not forget them, because they uh, they open with Illinois, and uh, they have some big-time games, including a midnight game of their own against Utah, and then they also have a midnight game that they're going to play at Liberty. So, uh, Kirk, get ready. The, uh, the UNLV skating Rebels are on their way to see you. Well, listen, I mean – you know, those guys up there have, have have pretty much said the same thing, right? Uh, we'll play anybody anywhere, anytime that we can. Uh, we want we want to be the best, and in order to beat the bet to be the best, you have to beat the best. Okay, and that's and what it comes wanna, down to. Sure, I also want to throw out that Danny Roy's at Grand Canyon University Lopes are are the big talk amongst uh, coaches that I've spoken to off the record. Um, they're all a little worried about what Danny's producing over there because he's signed a lot of great players and nobody really knows what to expect from the Lopes. And I can tell you first and foremost, they will compete as hard as anybody. And um, don't be surprised if they win their fair share of games this year and make it a real dogfight in the uh, Western uh, Collegiate Hockey League. And uh, and then I got to throw Utah in there as well because what I know about Utah is the fact that they are um, – an up-and-coming program that has big ambitions. They want well, to get listen, bigger. They want to get better. Listen, I mean, you look at at at, at the teams. Um, you know, Grand Canyon's going to be playing. Uh, you know, the, the, in that conference where uh, the, that that entire conference just gets better and better and better and better. Uh, and like I said, there's not enough stalls to, at the varsity level. Yeah, and, and, and you so, know, again, this relevancy thing, Paul, uh, any of those teams that I mentioned, none of them were off the radar very long during the pandemic, whether it was a three-on-three or a golf tournament or a new website or a new promotion or whatever it might be. They, they made sure that they stayed out in front of their audience to let them know that they were not only going to be back, but they're going to be back stronger and better than ever. Well, I, I mean – you have to do it right because especially uh, if you're at the ACHA level where you have to fundraise even more. Yeah. And you uh, know, you're, 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 you're even uh, you're, I mean, you know, you get support a, a little bit of financial support from the university uh, just based on student fees and, 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 and kids are paying to play, but you still have to fundraise like nobody's business in order to have a program be at that level where you're competing for national championships. Absolutely. And that's, that's how I'm going to end it tonight is that um, when you look at ACHA players and programs, and this is one of the things I'll give the Western collegiate hockey league um, a, a lot of kudos for, and it's, it's led by, by their leader. We all know who their leader is, right? <laughs> Anyway, I'm not going to get into it because then, then you're going to make me start trying to get him on the horn so we can talk about Lindenwood. But <laughs> Who? Chris, what? Chris, Lindenwood? Chris, I'm sorry. I'm waiting for their schedule. <laughs> anyway, um, they they all um, believe that, that they need to get out there and present themselves as a top-level team. So this isn't going to be a 
teams in the WCHL that wander around um, looking like, um, I don't know, uh, a men's league team. These are guys that are going to have uh, nice clothes, nice apparel, nice uh, logo. Yeah, this is not beer league. They're, no, and, and they definitely uh, travel that way. They eat that way. They work out that way. Um, it's, it's way past um, what it used to be back uh, 15, 20 years ago. Heck, it's way if better than far. it used to be 10 years ago. Right? Yeah, if that far. Yeah, exactly. So I hope you had fun. I had, I had fun having you on for another night, and uh, I hope you had a chance to uh, pick up some good stuff from Coach Ellis tonight. Well, I hope she enjoyed it too. I, I mean, uh, having to deal with, 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 with basically a novice uh, in terms of uh, my field of expertise, so to speak. Uh, you know, I tried to, to rustle up as much, uh, information as I possibly could. Uh, you know, and, um, you know, their program is not that much younger than the men's program. No, it's about right on par actually. You know, what's it about a year difference from when That's coach power started the, 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 the NCAA team and when coach Ellis started her team. Yeah. They're, they're about right on par. Um, some would say it's about the same time frame. Uh, maybe it's a year different. Um, yeah. But I, I can tell you from what she started from Paul, and I've told you this a hundred times off off air. Ten well, girls. When I met her the women, first time. I mean, she showed smokes. me. Yeah, when she showed me the jerseys and, and and things like that, and we talked about the start of the program. She said, "You wouldn't believe my living room right now, or my dining room. It's covered in hockey gear because she had nowhere to go with it." Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I get it. Yeah. So they made big, big strides, and and. Let's hope that they get a shot in that new building too, because they've certainly earned it and they deserve it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Take it away, my friend. All right. Club hockey Southwest weekly is brought to you by boost mobile. Whether it's a new phone for yourself or a child's first phone, go to boostmobile.com and click on the deals to find the phone. That's right for you. Caesars entertainment resorts and casinos, wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars resort across the U.S. or worldwide. UNLV Hockey. Play ACHA Division I Hockey in Hockey Mad Las Vegas. Go to rebelhockey.com and see if the bright lights and championship mindset is for you. Buy OxyPal, the all-natural way to take the funk out of your sports equipment or your office at oxypow.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard or Allegiant Stadium. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue, Las Vegas style. Buy summer skates. Summer is here and the ice is going to need some help. Get your personalized koozies and more. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the summer skates banner. Buy the University of Arizona. Buy M-Drive. Supplements to fuel your drive. Visit mdriveformen.com. Refine your prime with M-Drive. And by Behind the Mask, in net, up the ice, or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Man, what a pro on both ends. Number one, you got the club hockey part right. You've never done that before. You got it right all the way through. You, uh, you, you, you held out. I tried to get you to say bear down. For, for the Wildcats, but yeah, I couldn't get you to do that, but you gave a nice shout that out to is the university. Never, that is <laughs> never going to happen without a large, 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 large check. Okay. There might not be a check large enough. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, I had, to, I had nothing, to... nothing personal there, Coach. Coach Berman, like I said, I know you're a good friend of the show and, and, and you're a funny guy, et cetera, et cetera. But some things go much deeper than skin, and I love it. And I had to throw that out there. It just is what it is. I had to throw that out there to end the show. But great job, my friend. Thanks for jumping out the last minute. Thanks to Lindsay Ellis, the uh, head coach at the uh, Arizona State University women's program. Um, man, oh man, 
what growth in a four or five year period. It's incredible. Absolutely. If you want a roadmap for women's hockey, if you want a, a roadmap for any kind of hockey, uh, just give Coach Ellis a look and uh, she can lay it out yep. for you. So best of luck to her and the uh, Sun Devils this season. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro, and ask everybody to tune in Sunday night, another big college hockey Southwest live show where we've got the newest member of the uh, hockey staff at Air Force, Chad Demers, joining us on Sunday night. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.